Welcome to Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast with Adam, Lee and Josie, your hosts, taking an analysis of some beloved movies, both blockbuster and lackluster. Grab a bowl of popcorn and see if their collective score and analysis matches your views. It's time for Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast. Hello and welcome to Two Guys, A Girl and A Movie Podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Adam. I'm Josie. I'm Lee. And we are coming at you with a fresh perspective of Shrek. And in this episode, we're going to be going over a whole bunch of basic points and giving a collective score. And that total score will then determine what kind of recommendation our charming little group chat is going to give it. So, we're talking Shrek. Josie, what do we got? Yeah, so this film came out in 2001. It was an absolute smash hit. Um, And the main synopsis of it is a mean lord exiles fairy tale creatures to the swamp of a grumpy ogre who must go on a quest and rescue a princess for a lord in order to get his land back. Nice simple one, but um, it's it's a good movie and everyone knows it, so I thought I didn't really have to go into too much detail with the synopsis of it. If you don't know the synopsis of Shrek by now, then... Exactly. Like, everyone no Shrek, surely. Do they? Well, let's find out. Let's see. Well, what's your relationship with the film, Lee? Oh, look, I was old enough at the time for it to be age appropriate for me to when I watched it. How old were you at the time? So, you said 2001? 2001. Uh, so, I would have been uh, 15 at the time, actually. Yeah. Um, so, probably maybe older than the demographic it was aiming for, but old enough to understand, I guess, both the adult and the child humour side yes. of things. Did you see it at the cinema? Uh, I don't think I saw it at the cinemas, but I definitely saw it afterwards and I've watched it sporadically over the years. And uh, it's a, it's definitely a quotable movie, that's for sure, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Adam? Uh, look, my relationship with Shrek, Shrek is kind of basic and not all that exciting. Uh, it came out in 2001. I was 20. This was not the kind of thing that I gave a shit about (laughs) at all. Um, But the thing that I do remember is the hype. This movie was huge. It was everywhere. You knew about it. Oh, yeah. Like, it was massive. It made a shit ton of money. Um, It was very popular. Obviously, it was huge for kids, but a lot of adults liked it as well. I had friends that absolutely loved it. I was kind of like, what are you watching this kids movie for? Because that's all I saw it as. Um uh, obviously, you know, being a 20-year-old, I was uh, very much into into other things and out having fun and doing all sorts of things. Um, but I eventually watched it on DVD and I thought it was a lot of fun. It wasn't something that I went back and re-watched countless amounts of times after. I don't think I've seen all the sequels either. I think I may have seen Shrek 2 like once, mm-hmm. um, but I've seen this one the most and I think it's a really enjoyable film and I think that it uh, it, it, it holds up quite well and uh, I must say I, I do enjoy it as much as it doesn't. It's not like an all-time favourite for me anyway. Yes. Well, I was peak prime age for this one. I was nine years old. I believe I was in my country town, so we did not have a cinema back then. But I have a feeling I either saw it in the drive-ins or on DVD. I'm going real old school here with drive-ins and and DVDs. Maybe even a VCR, to be honest. No, surely not. Yeah, I was about to say the the old general store would have had it on VHS, Look, I was just about to say blocked... Blockbuster on a Friday night, 100%. I uh, got Shrek multiple times, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I just I just love it. And I show it to my um, students at school quite a bit because if we learn about fairy tales, this is a perfect movie that, you know, has a quick little synopsis and uh, summary of all the different fairy tales. So it's, it's always a hit no matter how many times I watch it. It's... 
Uh, I was going to say, I think it also paves the way as far as sort of a child's film or a specifically aimed at a a younger demographic, um, but also have underlying jokes that are aimed at the adults as well. Like it sort of was one of the first movies to actually do that. Yeah, I put that in capital letters. Lots of jokes for parents that, of course, I didn't get when I was younger and oh, they hit the spot now watching it. So it made, made, I guess it made the general, uh, uh, the the aim of who it was sort of aiming for. You know, you could be a parent and still watch it but appreciate it for different reasons. Yeah, it's what's interesting for me now is I guess more now than back then because like now I uh, I'm obviously I'm I'm involved in uh, wrestling and there's a lot of younger people in wrestling yes. who grew up at a young like quite a young age like I mean watch this as toddlers and grew up loving it that like for that generation this movie is like huge uh, one of my friends I told you uh, the other. Uh, probably about this time last year, he had his uh, 21st birthday party. It was a Shrek party. Oh, it was like, great theme. Great Shrek. And everyone was so into it. Everyone was dressed up. Everything was just so cool. Yeah, I made a Shrek mask out of a VB carton of beer. Um, Amazing. Which everyone loved. But no, it's just interesting seeing how much it affected people that were the key demographic at the time. Yes. And was this DreamWorks like first Big hit. Yeah, so interestingly enough, and I think this will sort of come a little bit later down the track, but we can drop it now. It wasn't their first one, but it was the one that they hedged all their bets on. Okay. Well, they wanted to make it earlier, but the technology wasn't quite there. Mm. So that's interesting. I didn't know that. But yeah, um, but yeah the, the concept was is that all the money put behind it was basically the kitchen sink. Yes. And if this didn't work, Dreams work DreamWorks wasn't going to work. Well, l- lucky they did it then. Well, it worked and then some. Um, so... <laughs> Basic casting, um, or do we say the... I uh, know oh we went over the synopsis of the film. Um, yeah, basically we've got Lord Farquaad who is uh, kidnapping all the different fairy tale type characters yes. and then uh, decides that he wants to be a king and needs to find the, the princess. He's one true uh, love. It's, it, it's a big piss take on Disney, basically. Yeah, very much so. I was When I was watching it, I was kind of like, wow, this kind of reminds me of Frozen because, you know, they go on adventure with like a funny type i was going to say animal but olaf isn't an animal um you know then they end up falling in love yeah oh yes Sven. i was thinking more olaf but yes Sven. and then you know the princess ends up falling for the you know the rugged boring dude instead of the big prince or king so i was like oh i'm really seeing a little similarity here between the shrek and and frozen of it so yeah very much so with the disney all right, well, we'll take a look at our categories. The first one is the basic casting. There's some heavy hitters. We've, of course, got uh, Mike Myers in the title role. Um, I quite like his work, and he's doing his uh, Scottish accent, which uh, most people relate to uh, the character of Fat Bastard yes. from uh, Austin Powers. But I first remember it from his uh, probably lesser-known movie, So I Married an Axe Murderer. He plays, is it the the love interest dad or his dad or something? Do you know he who play, I'm talking play, about? Yeah, yeah, he plays. It's Nancy Travis. Yeah, uh, he plays the uh, the love interest. No, no, he's the, the the dad of the love interest, right? Yeah, so he's the father. Yeah, 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 yeah. and the the the, the axe murderer is the person he marries. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I'm saying the character, like the Mike Myers, does the exact same Shrek style voice. Yeah. in that movie. Well, I'm pretty sure it actually originated from SNL. It probably did. Yeah, he did so much amazing work on that. But anyway, Mike Myers, absolutely amazing. Eddie Murphy, I'm a, uh, I love Eddie Murphy. Love, love him as Donkey. What's funny, and I didn't think about this until watching it before this podcast, is that um, if you've seen like his old stand-up with Roar and Delirious and that, like Eddie Murphy's really good at impersonations. It's funny whenever he voice acts, it's just him being him. You go, what's that's kind of how I felt about Cameron Diaz in this. Um, I feel like she could have done better with changing her voice. Like listening to Princess Fiona, all I hear is Cameron Diaz. 
It's funny you say that actually, because for me the uh, the the casting specifically, like you can tell. Um, Shrek is Mike Myers, right? Yeah. Like just by listening to it, you know that that's Mike Myers. It's an yes. iconic Mike Myers. But I still role, feel like right? he changes his voice or tweaks it from. Well, he you does. Know. He puts. Oh on yeah. Scotty well, back. yeah. That's yeah, what I mean. Like he, you know, you can tell it's him, but at least he changes it. Whereas Cameron yeah. Diaz is just Cameron Diaz. But I mean, so is Eddie Murphy, and so is uh, John Lithgow. Though that's, that's my starts. point, right? Like if you can, you, you can sort of tell that it's like this is exactly my point and what I'm trying to say. Like Eddie Murphy is obviously Donkey, and you can tell that it's Eddie Murphy, even though he does change it a little bit to mm. sort of suit John. Let's go the same. Obviously, it's a little bit more animated because it kind of needs to be. Yes. But for, for me personally, obviously, I knew that it was uh, Cameron Diaz. Yes. But I could very easily forget that it is. Does that make sense? I see what you mean. Because – are you saying because anyone – could have been no, her. No, like, I mean, it's just it's just not a very. I don't. I just don't feel like it's a very iconic. Like she doesn't have a very iconic voice, first yes. of all. Um, but I guess it's more along the lines of is yeah. I guess yeah. You're right. It could have really been played by anybody. It just reminds me of Beyonce when she tried to be um, Nala in Lion King, and I just couldn't get into that character because yeah. she didn't even change it. She was just. She's also Beyonce. really shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Cameron Diaz was all the rage back in the the, the, oh, the major nineties, babe. Oh, good lord, yes. Uh, also, Jim Cummings is uh, the captain of the guards in Shrek, and uh, that's the voice of Winnie the Pooh. No, Jim Cummings is basically the voice of everything, though. Pretty much the voice of your childhood. Um, okay. Jim yeah. Cummings also in one. He was also one of the, uh, the. He was also in the Transformers. I'm pretty sure he was a Transformer. Would not surprise me. Um, look, I don't have time to go through and look at that, but I'll take your word for it. Um, a lot of lot of voice actors in there as well, but that, that, that is a solid cast. Let's yes. let's be honest. You got some. Uh, I love John Lithgow in so many things. He's just phenomenal. Um, I quite like Mike Myers. Love Eddie Murphy. Cameron Diaz just. What a babe. Um, yeah, I, I, I really did the casting in this one. The score or the soundtrack? Let's uh, let's go uh, around the room in this one. Yeah, soundtrack, nailed it, love it. I was a massive fan. I know I'm quite young, but I'm a massive uh, Monkeys fan. I grew up watching, I know, the Monkeys uh, TV show when I was younger at our holiday house and listening to I'm a Believer, oh, made me so happy. I'm learning a lot about you. I know. I you lo- just intrigue me, I've actually, yeah, I've seen the monkeys live and everything with my mum. Really? Yeah, well, the ones that were still alive. Holy shit. Um, yeah, I loved them. So listening to I'm a Believer become a massive hit again uh, through Smash Mouth and Shrek, I loved it. That's, um, yeah. Okay. You weren't expecting that, were you? Nope, not at all. Not at all. And there's that there's that personal connection you've got with it, right? Yeah. Uh, look, for me, uh, I thought the casting was meh. I'm not going to go into the casting section, but I'm just going to say that I thought the casting was meh. But the soundtrack and the score was phenomenal. Yes. Um, the songs that they picked for it, p- perfect. Um, the music that they picked for it was perfect. Um, look, even the iconic, the iconic All Star by Smash Mouth—that's mm. a trash song in my opinion. You know that was just a placeholder and it wasn't going to be the song, Correct. but the test audiences loved it. So it also shits really? me as well because the actual song was written for uh, Mystery Men, which I highly recommend. It was the film clip has actually got Mystery Men in it. Yeah, it does, and um, and obviously it's it's often mistaken as being written specifically for Shrek, wow. which it is not. Um, but I'm a believer was though their cover of that was for Shrek, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. And yeah. it's um, look, it's a shit song as far as I'm concerned. But oh, out, out, even, even including that as a as it being an average song, I still think that the score was phenomenal. 
Mm. I could take or leave it, to be honest. Uh, All-Star, I know it's become an amazing meme online. Uh, <laughs> you've got On the Road Again. You've got I'm On My Way by The Proclaimers. Bad mm. Reputation by uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Um, Escape, the... Uh, Pentecolitis song. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, amazing. I'm a believer. is very iconic, especially the, the way it ends the movie. But uh, none of these songs really hit too hard for me. And I guess maybe it is just a different time in life. Like, I remember the songs being big at the time and all that. But um, just, uh, I guess, not really uh, jiving for me. I'm all for it. I'm I think for, for me... It's also what I sort of think about if I was to ever, ever create a mixed tape. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. you ever think of like a soundtrack as almost like a mixed tape and what you'd skip and what you'd listen to? I'd probably listen to it all the way from start I, to finish. I feel we're, we're now uh, in playlists rather than mixed tapes. Yeah, but you know what I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I'm old. Yeah, thanks. No problem. There you go. Uh, interesting couple of different takes. Um, so the basic plot and story. What do you What do you guys think? Like, um, I actually think it's uh, it's a pretty great story. Like, yeah, I yeah. think it's easy watch, cruisy. You know, as you said, it's kind of taking a piss take on all of those Disney type, you know, fairy tale movies that um, you know it's meant to be the handsome knight that that rescues the the princess and it ends up being in, you know an ogre instead. I'm all for it. Look, for me, it's super simple. It's super generic. But that's what's good about it, I guess. It's, yeah. what, it's one of the winning qualities about it because it doesn't try to be more than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not about – it's not necessarily like, – while the, while the sto- whilst the storyline is important, it's definitely not a huge attraction to it. Like you don't really watch it for the storyline no. per se. Like you don't really watch it and hope that Shrek gets his swamp back, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Uh, it's not really about gunning for the hero to finally, you know, get what he's looking for. It's just, it's just an easy watch. Interesting. I'm going to touch on some of the things that you just pointed out there a bit later on down the track. Uh, yeah, I think for the storyline, one of the really cool things that I really enjoy, which kind of, I guess, almost blends into the, the next topic as well, is that like the introduction of the, the movie where um, Lord Farquaad's gathering all the fairy creatures and there's so many little nods to so many different like Disney movies and, yes. and nursery rhymes and things like that that everyone grew up with. I just think it's a really cool touch. I feel like um, all the stuff with Shrek is just easy to get into. You, you get the character of him really good. The, Eddie Murphy's a donkey's great as well. Uh, then there's like the whole love interest side of things as well and, you know, the unlikely couple and, you know, true love's first kiss, which is like one of the oldest tropes in the book and all that. Um, yeah, I think it's a really, really good solid plot, especially for like a kid's movie. It literally is the template, you know what I mean? They've Very just, instead so. of instead of uh, character whatever, it's this big green ogre that, you know, if you're old enough or you went to school, I'm sure someone had someone that on the schoolyard they referred to them. I as feel Shrek. like it's DreamWorks Toy Story. You know, Toy Story, it's... Well, it's iconic. It hits it for both the parents and the children, you know, and simple story but effective. And I think, yeah, that it's DreamWorks style of it, I guess. Yeah, there's essentially like a subplot about a donkey fucking a dragon. Yeah, I'm. I have so many questions about that. Look, so I, I just don't think it's a good idea getting involved yeah, in that conversation. Look, right? <laughs> okay. Thankfully, like the babies and stuff is in Shrek too, so we don't go too much into it. They have babies. Yeah, that's that's yeah, why I have do. so many questions Wait, about the, it. The donkey and the dragon have babies. Yeah, I guess I haven't seen Shrek two then. Yeah. Wow. I actually rate Shrek two over Shrek one. A lot of people do. Look, we can probably visit that later on down the track. Um, Next category is uh, favourite scenes, notable scenes. Uh, It has to be um, door door number three, my lord. Door number three. Pick eh? three, my lord. Pick three, my lord, with, with his like two fingers up. And he's like, pick door number three, my lord. If Forrest Gump made an entry into yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> industry. 
Yeah, the you know with the mirror on the wall oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and making into like a little um, what did they used to call it the nineties TV show when um they had the doors. Uh, um, yeah. Um. Oh, I've gone blank, but that's what, that's yeah. just what it reminded me of. You know, essentially talking about the introduction of Lord Farquaad, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. That's when the mirror rocked up, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah look, that was that's on my list for sure. The torture scene, obviously, the introduction of um of Gingy as well was obviously incredibly important because oh, the Muffin Man. He's also he's obviously one of the probably the most important side characters. I would probably say. Yeah, he's he's really? up there. Yeah, after, for sure. For after sure. Donkey. Oh, see, I wouldn't classify Donkey as a side character. Is he a main I, character? I classify too? him as a main, okay. as a main what, character. What about Fiona? As a main character. Okay. But, uh, the, you know, the whole the whole trope, and I guess you need to see the other movies to sort of really sort of gauge this, but they rely heavily on the minor characters or the side characters for help at a later stage. And we're There's talking so about many like of them. the three little pigs yes. uh, and Pinocchio and uh, obviously Gingy as well. And what are the blind mice? Do they come back? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're side characters. Again, not huge, but they're side but characters. yeah, you know, Gingy was probably the biggest one. The biggest one out of the for lot, sure. for sure. Um, yeah, for me, uh, it's the Robin Hood scene is probably uh, out there. Is it we were just talking scene. about that. We I were offline just beforehand. Um, I love the fact that they introduced him and obviously it was a little bit of a uh, – it caused a little bit of a stir when it first came out because obviously Robin Hood was depicted as French when he's not. He's actually an English folk tale. But there uh, are, There's a lot of accents in, in Shrek. Like um, the the pigs have like a, a German accent yeah, or German. something, don't they? Yeah, and then yeah. the mice are English, I'm pretty sure. And then, you know, Shrek's Scottish. It's it's all over the, all over the place, isn't it? Um. I really love the intro to the movie. Oh, like okay. Shrek just going about his business and doing his thing. Yeah, I just think that's really great. And people trying to like, oh, we got to catch all these fairy tale people. And Shrek's not having. It. He's just like, you know, I'll, I'll kill you all. Um, <laughs> I thought that was really good. Um, the introduction. Oh, sorry. The the visit to um, uh, Duloc, the entrance where they where Donkey and Shrek go in there. That leads into yeah the, with the, the little. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, and then it also leads into like the wrestling match. I'm a big wrestling oh, guy. So. I was going to say I again. Yeah. I wrote down a note being like, oh, I need to ask Adam about this because they put the wrestling in there and yeah. the wrestling moves. I was like, this has to be one of Adam's favourite scenes. That probably, yeah, that would be, if, if that's not my favourite scene, uh, the scene of the castle is. Were they doing, uh, you know, correct wrestling moves? Like were, were Close they? Close enough, yeah. Okay. It, it, it's, it's, it's possible. And honestly, yes, they, they, they did a good job. Wrestling was uh, represented quite well by a giant green ogre and yep. bumbling guards. Yep. Um, I did actually also write down with that bachelor scene, um, I had a quality giggle at um, when the mirror says something and the sidekick like smashes the, the window. Oh, as shows like a, him what happens if you don't yeah, cooperate. Yeah, yeah. And, like uh, the big henchman, like the executioner. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he smashes the window and he's like, ooh, that was, that was up there as well. You got others, Lee? Oh, look, to be honest with you, you guys have actually just stolen all the ones that I've got written the down. The castle scene uh, where they go to get Fiona is amazing. Yeah. Um... And look, I mean, you could obviously sit here and talk for ages about all the uh, the the like the adult jokes about you know Lord Cuff, Lord Farquaad specifically when they're talking about him, and they're yeah, obviously talking about his stature as well, compensating and, and yeah, things like that. and stuff like that. But yeah, look, I mean, you guys have already really outlined all of my favourite scenes as far as they are. To be honest with you, it's uh yeah, it's very much a movie full of one-liners. Mm. Um, general appeal, your general overall thoughts and love of the movie. What do we got? Let's start with you, Lee. Uh, for me personally, it's air. Really? It's an air kind of movie. Like, it's a movie that I'll... 
I'm similar, but I want to hear why. Look, it's a mo- for me, it's a movie that I'll watch and then instantly forget. Okay. It has absolutely no social impact on me whatsoever. The soundtrack is reasonable, but outside of that, um, there's nothing really that sticks with me. Yes, I agree with what you said before about it being a one-liner type of movie, and it is quite quotable. Very but, but much. To be, but to be honest with you, from my personal opinion, I just found it was sort of average. Okay. I think not only is it iconic and for a reason, it's very well made, it's very well written, it's very tongue-in-cheek, it's a great, like I guess, uh, parody or satire of the whole genre that it is. Um, the biggest reason, well, I would say I'm kind of in the middle on the movie as a whole, one thing that none of us have touched on is that once they leave the castle from getting Fiona, I just find it's just kind of like done, but there's still half a movie to go. I feel it's okay. very, very front-heavy. And then once that, like when you start having the... Oh, she doesn't like me, she can go to hell and all, whatever. Kind of the at odds and do they like each other, don't they like each other. It just kind of feels like a big lull considering the first half, which is firing at all cylinders, you're having a lot of fun. All this just, just kind of tapers off and sort of, okay. I don't know, it goes out I with a whimper. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Um, I I don't mind it. I actually, um, it's one of those movies that you know, if you go over to someone's house, um, and they're like, "Oh, should we watch a movie? How about Shrek?" It, I'm always going to be like, "Yeah, happy." There's no like, "Oh, like, do I have to watch it again?" Or like, mm, "No, nah, I'm not really feeling it." I feel like every time I would say yes. Do you feel that we're the wrong? demographic of people to be judging this movie. I would say no. No. And the reason why is we're the right age group for it, obviously, when it was delivered, especially considering the age differences between us, we're all theoretically the right ages for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, though, it's a movie that I think, uh, you know, it is to a certain degree it is a timeless movie. And as you mentioned before, obviously you've got friends that are still loving it now. So right? say it's still hitting. I was talking to my friend about it the other day and she was saying that she was at her um, best, best friend's you know, house who has a daughter and they're obsessed with it. Yep. And they're, they're like four, you know, and they will watch it at least once a day. But it's, this sti- is it's was, still hitting. Yeah, this is what I was talking about before about it sort of being sort of a – it's sort of mindless, right? Like you can watch it, turn it on, and it'll be halfway through the movie and you can sort of watch it for ten minutes and then turn it off. It's sort of nothing. It's the yeah, for me. It's also like it's it's impact is so massive. There's like so many sequels of just Shrek alone, but like there's a new Puss in Boots movie that's oh, only just come out. You know what I mean? They're making like, money left, right, and center from this like one film. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't think it can be uh, played down, regardless of what three adults think about it. Uh, you know, uh, what is it like? Christ, how old is 2001? You're the maths guy. Over 20 years ago. <laughs> Nailed it. It took me that long. Uh, anyone got some favourite quotes from this movie? Uh, all of Donkey's lines. Donkey's MVP. Yeah. He, he drops, you know, the waffles line, the um, parfait line, the the, line. The, the boulder line. That's he, a nice yeah, boulder. Yeah. He, yeah, he just drops so many solid lines out of the whole movie. Adam? That'll do, donkey. That that will do. do. I, I say that in everyday life. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and, and not to not to get into the uh, the fun facts about things, but that's actually, do you know that they actually uh, pinched that specifically from um, Babe? I was going to say, is that from Babe? Because oh, that, pinched, that'll do, pig. Yeah, that'll they do. Literally, legitimately pinched it from Babe. Mm. I always say it as donkey, though. Yeah. So that's. I guess this movie had more of an effect on me. Um, okay, yeah, there, it is quite quotable. Uh, the one I always see often gift or memed is the... Um, Many of you will die, but it's a it's a risk I'm willing to take or something yeah. like that. What is fuck? Yeah. I'm so butchered it. Um, oh yeah, when he's on the um yeah, the balcony, he's doing his big speech. That is- um, okay, um, and of course the muffin man. Sorry, that's my other one. Yes. I, I was thinking about that scene today in the lead up to us recording, and I had that in my head. 
Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? Oh, it's an Uh, iconic scene for sure. Yeah, it's very well done. Uh, You've already mentioned this, and I'm going to reiterate it again. Pick three, my lord, is one of the greatest quotes from that movie. Yes, pick three, my lord. Um, And uh, (laughs) the whole build-up, and it's not just one quote, but it's this entire scene where they finally get to the castle, um, and he's like, believe me, donkey, if it was me, you'd be dead. And the donkey then goes on to say, yeah, it didn't come off no, it's no, he's like, it's brimstone. He's like, yeah, I know what I smell. It <laughs> yeah. didn't come off no stone. Yeah, no stone. <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. That's up there. Oh, gotta love it. Because you gotta love fart jokes, right? Always. Timeless. <laughs> um, all right, random fun facts and uh, interesting points. Lee, this is your corner. What do you got? Um, Chris Farley had recorded 85% of Shrek before his untimely death. That's mm, huge. That is massive. Whoa. That is massive. And it'd be crazy to talk about Shrek and not talk about that specifically. So mm. he originally wasn't going to do it with a, like, it wasn't Chris Farley with a Scottish accent. No, either, no, it? no. It was it's just Chris, Chris Farley, Farley being Chris Farley. Just Chris Farley being Chris Farley. You a big fan of Farley? I am. Yeah, same. Loved him. Joyce? Yeah, like not not a massive fan, not like uh but just not bad. But obviously it's it's iconic considering that he died during the creation of this movie mm. and then obviously his SNL buddy, uh, Mike Myers, came in and took over. Yeah. That's it's mm. it's yeah, it's iconic as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It um is. did you know, here we go, Shrek has his own Hollywood star. Really? I had that written down. <laughs> no. Oh, you got me. Okay. Just for a random fact, that's so. That's like. D- I'm assuming Mike Myers went to the. I'm guessing so. But yeah. Or a um, giant Shrek. So. I wonder if Mike Myers has a star. Oh yeah, of course. I, I would say, of course, he would. It'd be it'd be quite like heartbreaking, you know, or a bit embarrassing being like, oh, my character has one, but I don't. I mean, but he is the character, so yeah, that's like, right. Well, Chris Farley didn't go. Dude, <sighs> fuck, Mate. man. No, we were going sorry. so well. No we're, no, we're not that podcaster. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Fuck. It was low hanging fruit. Um, I've got one. Do you want to hear it? Hey, please. Um, I actually uh, saw it on, you know, like a reel or something like that. But at the start of the film, you see the three bears from like Goldilocks and three bears. Um, and then when you cut back to the swamp scene, it's just the dad and the baby. And you go, hold on a second. Where's mum? Then you cut to Lord Farquaad's bedroom when he's watching Fiona and the rug is a bear with a pink bow on it. That is yeah, savage. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so, the little details that you miss. Yeah, when you're so a kid, the right? mum became the rug. Wow. How rough, eh? savage is that? Wow. It's like I said, it's stuff that you don't pick up when you're a kid. No, yeah. no. And Shit. I was like, oh boy. I watched it the other day as an adult and I didn't even pick that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I did read that uh, everyone recorded their um, their voice acting separately and uh, John Lithgow was a little upset because he really wanted to meet Mike Myers and yeah. Eddie Murphy. Aww. You know what? I think for the flow of the movie, obviously it worked because obviously piecing it together and editing would have been fine. Also great actors. But I think mm. as a table reader, it would have been amazing to watch, oh, right? Yeah. That, that alone would have been amazing to oh, watch. Oh, you could have got some amazing, like awesome ad libs from them as yeah. well. And I think ad libs are obviously, you know, I think that's what the defines or is a big part of the difference between either a good movie or a great movie is just the amount of random stuff that they're going to chuck in that actually keeps. Oh, amazing. Um, Here you go. Here's something big for you that I don't know if you know or not. Alan Rickman was the original choice for Lord Farquaad. Really? Bloody. Whoa. It's a big pop, eh? That would have been awesome. I was going to say, I think I'd enjoy that. But he um, turned it down because he obviously got the role of Severus Snape in Harry Potter. Oh, well, 
no one can be Snape other than him, so that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. You know what? <laughs> Can't fault that decision, can no, you? Yeah. No, yeah. And look, yeah. obviously, John Lithgow only played uh, Farquaad yeah, once. I mean, it wasn't an ongoing recurring role. No, I feel like he comes back in the second one as a ghost or something, doesn't he? Mm. Oh, maybe for two seconds, but I don't think so. Not no, that I, I remember. I feel like there's a, he, there's a big part where he ghosts it up. I'll be, I would be happy for you to come and show me that at, one, at some stage or another. Okay, just for you. Um, and while we're talking about, um, obviously, uh, previous actors attached to it, Janine Garofalo was supposed to be Fiona and it was actually did the voicing for it during the time that Chris Farley was actually uh, doing his lines. Oh. But apparently she was fired when Farley died and no one knows why. Ooh. As I've trolled the internet for reasons as to why Janine Garofalo was actually fired from the movie and there has been nothing out there. Do they just want like a clean slate? Even she hasn't said anything? No, there is nothing. No one knows. This Mm. is intriguing. So Chris Farley dies. Spill the tea, Shrek people. Garofalo's done basically 85% 85 plus of her lines. No, we don't want to use her anymore. Bring in somebody else. And who do they bring in? Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. What a babe. There was a fair amount of time in between the two. Maybe it was because uh, Cameron Diaz's star rose so much so that... Maybe. I mean, she's always been pretty popular anyway, but I mean, I reckon she hit pinnacle star power in the early 2000s for sure. Uh, When was something about Mary? Late 90s, surely. Late 90s, early 2000s. And yeah. you got you got Charlie's Angels as well, which were oh. both yeah. both the Charlie's Angels movies were I horrible. I feel like we but need to. No, huge. I was going to say we have to cover one of them. Surely. Oh, so <laughs> something about Mary for sure. Oh, that's a good one that too. Phenomenal. The mask. Are we going to do the mask? I feel like one of you doesn't could, like Jim Carrey. No, I like Jim Carrey. I don't like the mask. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That movie's shit. Wow. wow. I remember not liking it when I saw it as like a teenager. You said you like Jim Carrey, but you don't like the mask. Yeah, no. Nah. That's interesting you say that because I like the mask. But, but you don't, don't like Jim Carrey. I don't like Jim Carrey. Yeah, there it was. I knew it was coming. Well, that has nothing to do with the movie <laughs> we're talking about here. We're talking about Shrek. We need to give it a score out of five, my friends. What are we doing? Let's start with you, I think Tracy I'm going to be the nice one here. I feel like I'm going to give the big score this time. I, I uh, ranked it a four. That's interesting. Ooh. All right. Yeah, uh, we're going to see if me and Adam can agree on this, actually. Yeah, because... <laughs> <laughs> I reckon we are. Come on, Adam, what do you got? No. I, I got 2.5. 2.5. Where'd you go? We don't agree. I gave it a three. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. What a variety right. with okay. Shrek. There you go. Interesting. Yep. So, right. Wow. Okay. I wonder if it has to, as you said, to do with our age. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so, all of our scores combined, what is it out of 15? Uh, is that a 15? Yep, correct. Yeah, uh, so what did we score it out of 15? We scored at 9.5 out of 15. Okay, and IMDb scores at 7.9 out of 10. So how does our... Wow, really? Yeah, dude, 7.9. Uh, man, this is a very popular movie. And I See? you know, I can't throw shade at it. It's a really good bloody movie. It's just... I think I'm the pop- popular opinion here. You're so, always the popular one, Josie. Thank so you. Uh, IMDb has scored at 79% as a percentage. Yeah. Uh, us collectively have done it, uh, given it 63%. It's pretty close. Okay. Probably not. I'm not good at maths. How close is it? (laughs) 15, sorry, 16% off. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm loving maths here. I'm not. I don't know how, I just, someone taught. But you know what, Adam, let's say sure it's close. (laughs) 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 Look, do we recommend people check out Shrek? Uh, you know what? Interestingly enough, I think this actually is going to boil down to popular opinion, your own personal opinion. So I think Josie's going to say yes to this. Oh right? yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to say yes. It's it's a part of growing up and a part of life, really, to watch Shrek. Regardless of me giving it a very middle of the road score, you're not having a bad time watching this movie. 
Okay, so that's a yes from Adam. I, look, I think you'd be hard pressed for someone to watch this and go, that was absolute shit and I wish I never saw it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, and my my personal opinion is you need to watch it once in your life at least. Okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, I, I abide by that. And uh, if you've seen it before and you think you liked it, watch it again because like we said, there is more to it if you watch yeah. it at a different time in your life. I feel like you just need to watch it so you understand everyone's quotes because everyone quotes it, as you said, quite regularly. So mm, it's yeah. just watch it once. To get the quotes. Yeah, you need to watch it at least once or at least have an, an understanding, a basic understanding of what it's all about. Well, even me as a cynical... 20 year old who could not have given a shit, I saw <laughs> it purely because there was that much hype about it and I, I had to see what the fuss was about. Yeah, that's fair. Did it stand up or did it hold up? Uh, look, man, I don't want to incriminate myself, but let's just say I was really fucking baked when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> What a great way to end this podcast. That would have been a completely different, uh, a completely different experience, I reckon. <laughs> oh, for sure. Hey, look, man, it still made me laugh. I can just imagine Adam just laughing in the cinemas at the wrong time. <laughs> no, no, I didn't see it in the cinema. I saw it at like a, like a mate's house or something. Like, so it was like a, it was like a Beavis and Butthead episode. A bunch of dudes sitting around going, <laughs> like <laughs> just like when the bird explodes. You know when she sings yeah, and the bird yeah, explodes. Yeah, yeah, he would have yeah. been like, whoa. <laughs> oh no, I've just got this image of the really sad part when uh, Shrek goes off uh, to find Lord Farquaad and leaves Fiona there. Meanwhile, Adam's just giggling, just, just <laughs> munching down on food. So good. <laughs> I don't smoke anymore, so I can make fun of these things. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> Shrek's a fun movie. Check it out. If you haven't seen it before, we've told you enough about it. Uh, it is worth your time. Uh, if you do love it, I'm sure you'll watch it again anyway because it is a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, but this wraps up another episode of Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed us talking about this. We've got some good stuff coming up down the track as well. But uh, until we meet again, my friends, my name is Adam. I'm Josie. And I'm Lee. And we'll catch you next time for more Two Guys, A Girl and a Movie Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Ciao. Bye.